All right, we want to praise the Lord on this Lord's Day Sunday morning. It's uh, November the 26th, uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. And if you didn't, you should have. we got so much to be thankful for. Oh my. Man, I'm telling you, every day ought to be Thanksgiving to the child of God. But uh, this, uh, this year flying by, we're just really a month away from from a Christmas, but I really enjoyed our Thanksgiving. We eat too much, but Eric said he ate too much. Well, I, I'll confess too, I ate too much and then some. But we got a real special treat for you this morning. We're going to be teaching out of Psalms chapter 5. Brother Donnie's going to read the chapter for us. So we'll get him up here to read Psalms chapter 5, and then we'll, we'll expound on the verses after he gets done reading that. Get my eyes. Well, Locked in here. Bible. Ain't no sense in you reading me not be able to follow along with you. Yeah. <clears throat> What'd you say? You'd be Psalm chapter 5. Put my glasses here. I can see something. You got them? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, y'all bear with me on me pronouncing some of these words. I ain't the best in the world on it, but, but I'll do my best. Okay, verse 1. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. My voice shalt thou hear in the, mo in the morning. O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee, and will look up. For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. The foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all workers of iniquity. Verse 6. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. The Lord will arbor the bloody and deceitful man. But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship towards thy holy temple. Amen. Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness, because of my enemies, make thy way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is very wickedness. Their throat is an open sepulchre. They flatter with their tongue. Destroy, destroy them, destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsel. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions. For they have rebelled against thee. Verse 11. But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy. Because thou defendest them. Defendest them. Let them also that live. That, let them also that they love thy name be joyful unto thee. For thou Lord will bless the righteousness with favor. Will thou compass him as with a shield. Alright. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Brother Donnie, he asked me if he could read the scripture and listen, I'm okay with anybody who wants to get involved. I'm trying my best to get somebody to step up the plate to teach. I will teach. No problem at all teaching. Uh, but I offer also the opportunity anybody that wants to teach. Anybody wants to read, Brother Donnie said, do you mind if I read the scripture? I said, absolutely, you do that. Done a good job. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you, Brother. 
Lord, we ask your blessings, Lord, upon this Sunday school lesson this morning. Pray you help us, Lord, to teach your word. Lord, uh, precept upon precept, line upon line. Lord, thank you for Brother Donnie, Lord, volunteering to read the word of God. And Lord, we just pray you're blessed, Lord, the teaching of your word this morning. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we thank you so much for the hostages, Lord, that's been released. Lord, we just rejoice in your great mercy. Lord, I'm so glad, Lord, that you're over everything. And Lord, even though it's bad, Lord, there's some good coming out of it. And I pray, Lord, somehow they'll be able to subdue the wickedness of the Hamas terrorists and bring, Lord, some kind of, even if it be for a little while, peace, Lord, over there to the people that want peace. And Lord, bless operate this country and help it, Lord, to always acknowledge you and, and admit its great need for you. Uh, Lord, to help it, uh, Lord, even with America's wealth, with its weapons, it's nothing without God. And Lord, uh, Donnie's last verse there talked about with a shield. Lord, you told Abraham, fear not, Abraham, I'm your shield and your yes. exceeding great reward. And, and Lord, we know we need your help, uh, Lord, under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, we're safe. And we pray for that shield. Pray you bless us this morning. Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I was looking forward to Donnie reading that chapter there. And I tell you, uh, I'll take all that I can get. Uh, no problem here at all. Uh, if you want to teach, say something to me. If you want to read, say something to me. I appreciate him. Not only ask him, but he's done a good job. Uh, Psalms here, chapter 5, verse 1, says, Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Uh, Psalm 66, verse 18, says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And the best way to start a prayer out is asking for forgiveness and uh, <clears throat> Isaiah 26 verse 3 says thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee and uh, that verse right there give ear to my words when I pray uh, I want the Lord not only to hear but I want him also to hearken to my petition and uh, there's some things that will keep you from your prayer from being heard uh, one of them is if you got a liquid in your heart, mm -hmm. the Bible says God will not hear you. Right. Another one is you can ask amiss. And that's found in 1 John. Just come to my mind here, so wait just a minute here. It says, We ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. I think it's in 1 John chapter 2. Mm. <clears throat> I can't find the verse I'm looking for. But it says, you know, if we do those things and He's pleasing in His sight, whatsoever we, whatsoever we ask, we receive. And here it is. It's 1 John chapter 3. It says... Uh, Verse 22, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we we keep his commandments, do those things that's pleasing in his sight. And uh, that's still ain't the verse I'm looking for. But you can ask amiss. You can pray. Let me see here. 
So we ask anything according to his will. He heareth us. Mm -hmm. Well, Brother Eddie's got a little mind and a big Bible. receive of him because we keep his commandments do those things that please in his sight uh, you, you can ask God something that's not his will and uh, you're praying amiss when you do uh, I thought that was the one I was looking for but it says if we ask what I'm looking for we ask anything according to his will he heareth us man I'm telling you even though I know the verse can't put my finger on it this morning I think it may be in chapter 4 here. Well, we'll get off of that rabbit. But the Bible says if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And what that means is you can pray amiss. <clears throat> A good example of that, uh, Brother Donnie, he's got a son named Brent, daughter named Chelsea. And back when Brent was like five years old, <clears throat> If Brandon come to Donnie and say, Daddy, I want a gun, Donnie would have probably said, maybe later, but not now. That's kind of like what praying a mist is. Sometimes you ask, you know, not what you ask, but thank God, God knows what we have need of before we ever ask. And if we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. Some things I've asked for I don't need. And, uh, uh, and our, our earthly fathers are like our heavenly Father. There's no way Donnie would give a young boy a gun or a knife or something he'd hurt himself with or something that he might hurt someone else with. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, you know, you got to be a certain age to drive. you got to be a certain age to vote. But uh, sometimes we haven't grown enough, Lord, to, to get certain things of God. But when you grow, He won't withhold any good thing from Him. And verse 2 says, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for unto thee will I pray. And uh, in this verse right here, he's given honor to God. When he says, hearken to the voice of my cry, my king. Uh, in St. John chapter 19, verse 15, Israel said, we have no king but Caesar. And that was a terrible thing to say. But in the heat of the moment, they were so uh, offended by Jesus and they so wanted to get rid of him. They was desperate. Whatever it took to get rid of him. About like what it is today. Uh, I never seen that like these politicians have to run the gauntlet. Uh, I wouldn't run for office for nothing. Uh, it's not worth uh, all the things they put you through. Uh, you know, find something wrong, run it in the ground. But uh, they said here in verse 15, they cried out away with him. Talking about Jesus. Away with him. Crucify him. 
Pilate saith unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. That's pretty much blasphemy right there. They denied their God. And here uh, in verse 2, uh, the psalmist is saying, uh, Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my king, and my God. For unto thee will I pray. You know, you can go a lot of places and get a lot of things. But there's only one place you can go get some things. And it's not Walmart. <clears throat> God, he, uh, he uh, supplies our every need to have your riches and glory. Daily loads us with benefits. But this honor given in verse number 2 uh, truly stands out. My King, my God, unto thee will I pray. And you know, Meshach, Shabbat, and Abednego, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar said, Who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? And boy, I, I like their answer there. And Daniel will turn there. It fits real good right here. In uh, Daniel chapter number 3, <clears throat> they were threatened here. And uh, Nebuchadnezzar said, uh, Who is that God that should deliver you out of my hand? You know, that threatened not only Meshach, Shabbat, and Abednego, but it also brought reproach upon the Lord there in verse 15 when Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a great king, a mighty king. But when he said, Who is that God? That put, uh, you know, a little bit of blame on the Lord. Who is that God that should deliver you out of my hands? He thought he was greater than God in that. And Meshach, Shabbat, the Bendigo, verse 16, answered and said unto the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, I like this wording, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. He said, If so, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And if he will deliver us, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Boy, that has two, uh, two great stands there. Nebuchadnezzar stand on the fact that he's God. Nobody can deliver out of his hand. He found out there is a God. Meshach, Shammach, and Abednego. Uh, they didn't bow to the king's threat or to his uh, order, but they, they went with God, and that's what we've got to do. Uh, there in verse number 2, For unto thee will I pray. Verse 3, My voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I encourage everyone to go to bed early. To get up early. I went to bed early last night and Got up early this morning and and had some had some sweet fellowship with the Lord. Had some devotion uh, this morning, but uh, you know, it, early in the morning helps you defeat the devil's plans upon you for that day. Uh, you know, God's always wanted a reason uh, to deliver us from the devil's uh, attacks. And uh, sometimes, you know, I, I guess, you know, sometimes we probably bring a lot of our problems upon ourselves. But here, my voice shall thou hear in the morning. Boy, I usually get up about 3 o'clock. I think I got up this morning at 
But uh, my voice shall thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I don't usually look up while I'm praying. You can, but I don't, but I could. There's a few times I guess I have looked up. Just depends on what I'm praying about. Uh, the psalmist said in Psalms 121, verse 1, uh, he said, I'll look to the hills from which come of my help. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which come of my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. But, uh, you know, he lifted up his eyes. And the psalmist here says, and will look up. And uh, early, early is a good time to pray. No phone calls. No interruptions. It's a very private, personal time. Uh, with me, precious time. I get up early every morning and pray. And I couldn't do that back when I was working at the factory. Just wore out. <laughs> we either come over Wednesday night, she's still out of work anymore. I'm home. I'm down here. When you've been through that through the day, you won't go home, go to bed, and sleep as long as you can. Try to make it through another day. But now that I'm retired, I, I do a get up early about every morning and have a cup of coffee, have devotions, have prayer. Uh, that's I read my Bible through every year, really just having those devotions. But that prayer, boy, it makes your day a whole lot better. Verse 4, For thou art not a God that hath pleasure in wickedness, neither shall evil dwell with thee. Uh, God's holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16 says, Be ye holy, for I'm holy. And uh, God's not going to be unholy for our sakes. We've got to be holy for His sake. Uh, if you want to have fellowship with the Lord, uh, you're going to have to go where He is. And uh, you're going to have to go in the light. He's in the light. And uh, you're not going to have a lot of fellowship with God dwelling in darkness. I was telling Donnie yesterday, we was talking about some things, and I was telling him men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil, neither come they to the light. They're mentioned in St. John chapter 3. And the problem's always been between light and darkness. And even today, they're trying to make the world gray. It just is never going to be gray. I, I don't care about the color of somebody's skin. Uh, I don't care about... Uh, much of nothing along color lines, but there is a difference between light and darkness. And I was telling him one day the light's going to be gone. We're going to be taken out. And when we're taken out, there's going to be a darkness on this world. Now the world wants darkness. They don't want light. And they're going to get their wish. And when they get that darkness, and they're going to run, I guess, in all the empty churches. And they're going to search through all the notes and Bibles we've left in here. Because we don't lift out and uh, gone to that city of light. But uh, they're going to want light. They're not going to find none. <clears throat> they're going to be desperate trying to find it, Sharon, but they're not going to find it. Right. right now, the door's open. The light's here. Uh, you know, we're children of light. His Word is light. His Word gives light. And, uh, you know, they can have all the light they want, but when the light's gone, it's going to be Trouble going to be tribulation here. And uh, God tells us to be holy. For I'm holy. There enough. 1 Peter 1 verse 16. Verse 5. Uh, well, verse 4 there. 
Thou art not a God to have pleasure in wickedness. Uh, you know, I lived a wicked life for 34 years, and God would have had every right if, if, if He'd have done it. He'd, have, he'd been right in doing it. He could have sent a lightning bolt upon me. He could have took me out. That humbles me a lot. I think about that a lot. That God had put up with my ways for 34 years, and same God that gave Jezebel space to repent gave me space to repent. And I'm glad he did. I'm glad I did repent. Amen. I wish I could go do it again. But uh, getting right with God's a blessing. Amen. But uh, it has, says that that God hath, well, thou art not a God that hath pleasure and wickedness. Uh, in Psalms chapter 7, uh, <clears throat> verse 11 says that God is angry with the wicked every day. And uh, God, he, he looks over uh, our, our sins and hopes that we'll come to him and ask for forgiveness, ask for cleansing, ask for help. But uh, he, he's never promoted wickedness. Uh, he's not a God that has pleasure in wickedness. Now down here, they make money for wickedness. Boy, it seems like the worst they can tell it, the better the world likes it. I don't know. Elvis Presley, he actually wanted to to sing uh, Christian music and there wasn't no money in it. Yeah. And uh, he'd sneak off and sing with the Blackwood Brothers. And he, he loved to sing gospel songs. Uh, loved the Lord. Uh, sad commentary, uh, the last concert that uh, Elvis was ever going to do, he had a stepson. <clears throat> He's the one who gave his testimony. He was down there setting the stage for Elvis to come down and perform. And a little girl come up to that stepson of Elvis. And a little girl said, you need the Lord. And he went up there and told his brother. He said, a little girl told me I needed the Lord. And Elvis said, she told you right. And he went in the bathroom and literally OD'd. Didn't want to live that life. You know, word fitly spoken. It, uh, <clears throat> it caused Elvis not to want to live that way no more. Not to want to uh, do a performance, you know, uh, that the world likes. <clears throat> That's a terrible illustration, but God, he didn't have no pleasure in wickedness. And they, I'm going to say Elvis was probably somewhere he didn't want to be, doing something he didn't want to do. There wasn't no way out for him. I'm not taking up for him. I'll just say this. He loved the Lord. He wanted to sing gospel songs. Verse 5, the, the foolish shall not stand in thy sight. Thou hatest all the workers of iniquity. Uh, Bible tells us, cleanse our hands, and purify our hearts. And book of James, chapter 4, verse 8, says, cleanse your hands, ye sinners, purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And, you know, I couldn't cleanse myself. But God offered cleansing I. I'll tell you what, He cleansed me right up. Amen. The Bible said in 1 John chapter 1, we confess our sin. He's faithful and just forgive us our sins. And the blood of His Son Jesus cleansed us from all sin. We can be clean. He says, to walk in the light, oh, you'll have to walk in the light to have fellowship with God. We might as well turn there and that'll help me. I just quoted part of that verse minute ago
This is the first John chapter one verse five. This is the message that we've heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin. My wife one time she told me, she said, I'm not like you. I don't sin. I told her, I said, honey, you need to read your Bible, baby. I quote this verse, verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if we say that we've not sinned, we make Him a liar and His word not in us. My wife, she goes to a hole in this church and there are some people that believe they're above others. That, uh, you know, they're in that special category. And I told her, I said, honey, uh, you, you need to let that go. Yeah, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And they are pretty much deceived. Be a whole lot better just to at least acknowledge the fact you're a sinner. And God loves sinners. <clears throat> Bible said, God so loved the world, gave His only begotten Son, whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, have everlasting life. And uh, I tell you, God loves sinners. Paul said of the truth, Christ Jesus come to this world to save sinners, whom I'm chief. But uh, she got, you know, I, I, I'm saved, and I believe she's saved. But <laughs> she said, I'm not like you, I don't sin. Be careful that I don't sin. Uh, you know, we, we all sin. Uh, I'm just sinner saved by grace. <clears throat> I believe also it's in St. John chapter 2 little children these things I write unto you that you sin not and if any man sin we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ the righteous and he's a perpetuation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the sin of the whole world but uh, here this verse here talking about uh, you know God hates uh Workers of iniquity. Uh, you know, I, I used to hang around that bunch. Boy, I mean, we perfected iniquity. We made jokes about it. And, and we love to talk about it, laugh about it, but it's not no laughing matter. The Bible says fools make a mock at sin. Verse 6, Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. Does anybody remember what that word leasing members? I mean, what that word leasing means? Falsehood, lies. Hey, look at here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Sister <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn's back. Amen. Brother Jerry done a good job wheeling her in here. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's all right. He's getting He's pretty good at that. that. <laughs> That's all right. That's one thing about a marriage is you got the help you need. Yeah. Right. Ain't nobody say, well, I got to go. Call me if you need anything. Jerry said, I'm here if you need anything. Carolyn said, I do. Bring me a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing good about the marriage. They don't go nowhere. You got all help. I fixed my wife breakfast this morning. I, by the way, I fixed me something with her while I was at it. We both had ham, egg, and cheese this morning for breakfast. I left over from Thanksgiving. But uh, here, uh, verse 6 now, this is a pretty serious verse right here. 
Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. And that word means lies, falsehood. Man, I'll tell you, we've got a terrible problem today with uh, misinformation, disinformation. They can call it what they want to, just out and out lies. I watched a movie last night uh, called the, the Fall of Minnesota. I hope I got that right. I believe that's right. Anyway, it's about the George Floyd deal. There were so many lies told about that. I actually watched it because uh, I watch Newsmax way too much. Greg Kelly said, I advise you to watch this, this movie, and I went on, you can watch it for free. And it, it showed so many lies. I mean, just out and out lies about George Floyd. The autopsy for George Floyd said that he died of fentanyl 11, whatever 11 means. I don't know if that's percent or what. But uh, in, the, in that movie, uh, it was like a video from the officers. Uh, what do they call that? What they wear on them? What do they call that? Uh, yeah, officers, cam, mm -hmm. footage. He's putting pills in his mouth in his car. You can see them in his mouth. I mean, he's got a mouth full of fentanyl, and he's sitting there, he won't cooperate. He won't get out of the car. And they're telling him, your hands up while I can see him, and he's getting pills, putting them in his mouth. Uh, and you know, uh, that was all misconstrued. They burnt the whole town down, burnt the third precinct down, and in that movie, uh, which is just pure facts, nobody wants facts no more, but the woman that was in charge of the precinct, she was told to do nothing. Nothing. Then she was told to evacuate the building, and then they burned to the ground. We already got one of them Baptist washers flying around in there. <laughs> Take care of that, will you, Donnie? Back there by the light. Don't get nobody stung. But uh, anyway... Uh, listen, uh, politics, politics today, uh, it just seems like they'd rather lie than tell the truth. So everything that you hear today, uh, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, don't, don't get, don't get it stirred up. If you get an opportunity to wear it out and not, don't, don't get nobody hurt. Uh, so far these, uh, these washed up. Now don't, don't fly it and get a good shot. I'm going to. This ought to be good. Did you get it? Where'd it go? I see it over by there. I see a wing There's something there. that thing. Good deal. Well, that hey, one, one washed her down. It's cold. Yeah. It ain't going nowhere. But at uh, least, you know, I, I, I love when, uh, when a politician. If there is such a thing, we'll tell the truth. One thing Abraham Lincoln was known for was telling the truth. George Washington asked him, he cut down the cherry tree. Now listen, I learned this first grade. I don't know if it's even true or not. He said, I cannot tell a lie. I cut it down. But we don't have that today. And in Acts chapter number 17, uh, you see here about some people that took it a little further. In Acts 17 verse 11, said, and they searched the scriptures daily when those things were so. I advise everybody to do that even today. Uh, when you hear somebody preaching something, uh, get your Bible out, follow along with him. If he's not preaching truth, hey, listen. 
Uh, you don't need to hear lies. You need to hear the truth. Amen. Amen. Verse 6. Thou shalt destroy them that speak leasing. And like I said, that's falsehood. That's lies. Today they call it disinformation, misinformation. Man, I'll tell you, some people, they, they couldn't speak the truth. He's choking on it. Our politicians have perfected the art of lying. They believe it themselves, I believe. But uh, it says here, uh, the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful man. Now in Psalms chapter 55, I was telling Donnie this also yesterday, but in Psalms chapter 55, verse 23, uh, But thou, O God, shall bring them down into the pit of destruction. Notice the latter part of this verse. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. Now, God has no pleasure in the death of the wicked. We know that. But it says the Lord will abhor the bloody and deceitful men. Uh, our days are three score and ten, according to Psalms chapter number 90. <coughs> Verse 10. And uh, if by reason of strength they be four score years. Me and Donnie was talking yesterday. We That's all we do is talk, y'all can't tell. <laughs> but we was talking about Moses would be 80 years old and his natural force wasn't abated. He could still do everything he needed to do. His eyesight wasn't dim. The Bible says that about Moses. And it said about Caleb, one of those spies that went in to spy out the land. Only two of them gave a good report, Joshua and Caleb. But when they got into the promised land and they was dividing the land up, Caleb said, I'm now four score years old, which means 80. And he said, I'm as strong today as I was when I went in the land, he said, I want that mountain. And Joshua said, it's yours. But uh, this this scripture here tells our days, they, they could be uh, 80, four score, but yet there is strength, labor, and sorrow, for it's soon cut off. We fly away. I haven't took my flying away, but I'm going to. I've never flown in my life. This flight I'm going to take. You know, I thought about that scripture. And Isaiah said they shall mount up with wings as eagles. I just wanted we ain't going to get wings. I don't know. <laughs> In uh, Isaiah chapter 40, it says, They shall mount up with wings as eagles. There in verse 31. May get some wings. Heck, I don't know. I mean, that's always kind of spoke to me anyway. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run, not be weary now. Kevin, don't be doing no running just yet. <laughs> Hold off on that. They shall walk and not faint. You can do that. But anyway, one of these days we may fly away. We sang that song, Someday I'll Fly Away. Uh, verse 7. But as for me, that distinction, in other words, this is personal. As for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Like I said, this is kind of a personal verse. Verse number 7. And uh, you know, your, your devotions, they should be personal. Uh, you should want to come to the house of God. Uh, 
You should want the multitudes of God's mercy. And you should want to worship uh, toward the Lord in His holy temple. And uh, that ought to be our desire uh, to be a... You know, the Bible mentioned in uh, John chapter 4 that God desires people to worship Him in spirit and truth. And we've got the Holy Spirit. We've got the truth, which is the Word of God. But Jesus told this woman here in John chapter number 4, He said... Uh, you worship, you know not what there in verse 22. He said, we know what we worship for salvation of the Jews. But he said, the hour cometh and now is, verse 23, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Like I said, we've already got the Holy Spirit and we've got the truth, John 17, 17, thy word is truth. And it says, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him and God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth. We've got both attributes of worship. We've got the Holy Spirit, and we've got the truth of the Word of God. Lots of time when I pray, I quote a lot of Scripture while I'm praying. One reason I quote a lot of Scripture is I'm claiming promises of God. And uh, those are sure promises, by the way. And uh, we, we do that. But here, this is a personal devotion but as for me, I can't say as for Donnie, but Donnie can say as for me, but I can say as for me, for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy, and in thy fear will I worship toward thy holy temple. Verse 8, Lead me, O Lord, in thy righteousness because of mine enemies. Make thy way straight uh, before my face. Uh, you know, He leads us in the paths of righteousness. His name's sake, Psalms 23, verse 3. And, uh, you know, I, I'm just sheep. He's a shepherd. Amen? But uh, He's the shepherd of the sheep. And He leads us. And uh, He says, Lead me, O Lord, in Thy righteousness because of mine enemies. You know, we've got people that want to trip us up and uh, that want us to jaywalk, I guess. The Bible tells us to make straight pass for our feet and uh, anyway uh, steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord Psalms 37 verse 23 verse 9 for there is no faithfulness in their mouth one thing God can't do and I'm glad he can't you know what it is brother Eric it's impossible for God to lie yeah and we're used to people lying to us, but God, it's impossible for Him to lie. Right. All the promises of God in Him are yea and amen. They're not negative. They're all plus. But uh, here, He says, for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. You've got to be uh, casting crowns. They sing a song. It'd be a good one for Rita. It's talking about little children. Little children, be careful what you hear. Little children, be careful where you go. It's a beautiful song. I don't even know the name of it. But Casting Crowns sings it. My brother-in-law sent me a CD of Casting Crowns for a Christmas present. But I love that song. I'm not sure what the name of it is. But uh, it gives little, little children an opportunity to think about what they do. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Be careful, little feet, where you go. And a little girl singing that part of it, and then they bring the song in. But I love that song 
But uh, says there's no faithfulness in their mouth. Boy, <laughs> I would to God everybody did speak truth. Amen. Mm -hmm. uh, there'd be no, you know, <coughs> questioning or or wondering whether what they said was true or not. And uh, <clears throat> their inward part is very wicked. And some people they've kind of perfected uh, leasing. And it says their throat is an open sepulcher. That same scriptures mentioned in Romans chapter 3 verse number 13 says their throat is an open sepulcher. And uh, like I said, some people, especially politicians, they're so good at it, it's hard to catch them in a lie. Abby, good morning, girl. <laughs> All right. Huh? Addy. 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 Sorry, honey. <laughs> See there, Brother Eddie said something didn't mean to say falsehood. Good morning, Addy. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. All right. Says their throat is an open sepulcher. They flatter with their tongue. What it means is if you catch them in a lie, they kind of spin it. Thomas in here. All right. I got Abby's name wrong, but I got Thomas right. <laughs> did you dream? Did you dream about church again, Thomas? You did. You dreamed about church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here they flatter with their tongues. Uh, I know you've heard this phrase. I'm not insinuating anything. We're just we're just teaching best we can what this is saying. You ever heard the saying, "Come on, man," like you know, let it go. Uh, let's move on. That's kind of what that means. They flatter with their tongue. Their throat's an open sepulcher. You can't put any stock or any confidence in what they say. Their inward part is very wickedness. Jesus talked about you know how the heart precedes murders and, and adulteries and fornication and all that stuff. Uh, their inward part, it, it's not clean. It's dark. And there's, there's no faithfulness in their mouth. Verse 10. Uh, <clears throat> I've got here, don't trust in lies, Psalm 62. I don't know why I even put that on there. I've got to look it up myself. Psalm 62, verse 4. says they only consult to cast him down from his ecstasy. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth. They curse and release a lie. I don't know why. I don't remember writing that down to be honest with you, but there it is. Alright. Uh, verse 10. Uh, Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own... Uh, <clears throat> Let them all by their own counsels, cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. Uh, their, their failures are because they reject God. Uh, they're going with science. Uh, destroy thou them, O God. I've heard this morning that, that rich billionaires are paying ransoms for young blood to have their blood drawn out and get 
the young blood transferred in. Now that's true, the life of flesh and the blood, I understand that. But we live numbered days. But they think that through science, they can somehow defy the Word of God, somehow, uh, you know, uh, uh, undermine God and, you know, all their wealth. Uh, they'd be a whole lot better off give it all away. They'd be a whole lot better off uh, to make good use of it. Charity hides multitude sin. But anyway, uh, it says, Destroy thou them, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. They won't let God be God. They don't want to hear nothing about God. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against thee. Three crosses, one rebelled, one received, both could have received, one said, no, I don't want nothing to do with it. Well, these that rebel against him, uh, they'll get their due reward, they'll get their just reward. Verse 11, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. And uh, I, I do, I rejoice. I put my trust in him. Bible says, casting all your care upon him, for he cared for thee. Let them ever shout for joy. Because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. I don't know if you caught that in verse 11, but uh, it says, rejoice in him. Shout for joy. And uh, be joyful in him. Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength and uh, sorrow dries up the bones. I've never broke a bone. Carolyn had some compound fractions, fractures in her ankle. She's recovering, but I've never broke a bone. So I don't know what it's like, but she's told me the pain is unbearable. She said even the, you know, the, I don't know what they are, lower sets or upper sets, whatever they are, don't have no effect on them. And uh, here it says, let all of, thank you, buddy. <laughs> let all those that uh, put their trust in thee rejoice. You know, you, old song says, I'm rejoicing in my Savior every moment of the day. It says, let us all rejoice if you put your trust in Him. Let them ever shout for joy. Because thou defendest them. And I didn't have nobody really defending me till I met the Lord. And He's been between me and all my enemies ever since. Hallelujah. But it says, They that love thy name be joyful in thee. Three times it mentions joy, joyful, and rejoice there in verse 11. And, uh, and the thing that you need to rejoice over is that you put your trust in the Lord. Verse 12, For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, will thou compass him as with a shield. And the secret to success is the Lord. I'm telling you, He measures us up. He makes us what we need to be. Uh, he's my defender. Uh, he's my justifier. He's the one that protects me, that watches over me. All I need, He's my all in all. And uh, this this last verse right here, I was telling Donnie there, that, that shield. Uh, we're living in a dangerous hour. Paul said in the last days, perilous times will come. But even in the perilous times, uh, Jesus makes a difference. 
For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with the shield. Uh, you'll make it if you got the Lord. Uh, you'll make it all the way. Uh, you'll be going that good way. The Bible talks about the way of transgressors is hard. Path of the just. There's a bright and shining light shining more and more under the perfect day. But uh, I'm glad that He's my shield. I'm glad He's my righteousness. I'm glad that He's given me His favor. And uh, I'm covered on every side. Thou compassest Him as with a shield. Brother Eric, I... I got somebody watching my back. That's right. I got somebody watching my side. Mm -hmm. I got somebody that's a shield in my front there. Uh, we're fully covered. Uh, I'll tell you right now. That'll really make the person feel good when you start reading that last verse. Yeah. Meditate on it and think what it says. Yeah. How special a Christian they've got. That blessing right there. That shield around us, you know. Right. A saint can't even penetrate True. If you got the Lord with you. That's why we're more than conquerors through Him. Not because of us, but because of Him. Right. If God be for us, who can be against us? Greater is He that's in us, that's in the world. And uh, who is He that harm Him? If He be doers of good, I'll just tell you, uh, God is a mighty God and a mighty defense and a mighty warrior. He's a God of war, but He's also a God of mercy. But here, the Lord... For thou, Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor will thou compass him as with a shield. And like I said, that shield of protection, i got life insurance, but it's no good compared to him. It's worthless. But I'll tell you with him, actually I don't even need it. I've still got it, but I don't really need it. He's, he's our all in all. Anybody got any questions or comments about the Sunday school list this morning? Brother Eddie, I yeah. just... Um, there are so many people out there that um, live in a continuous lie. Yeah. Um, they they don't know how to speak the truth. You're right, really. Um, they um, all their life they've yeah. had a lie, mm -hmm. and they don't they don't know. You're they right. don't know how to um, walk in the truth in, right. in godly way. Um, there's been. A girl that I know, and I mean, you cannot believe a thing that she says, but I mean, she will tell you right to your face and be just as serious as you yeah. can. But she's done that all her life, and she knows no different. That's true. You're right, Rita. There's some people out there, they're just kind of like everything but true. They're lying to themselves, they're lying to others. One day that lie will catch up yes. with them, yes. and they'll answer for that lie. I guess I was talking to Carolyn this morning. I said, you can either go to Calvary or you can go to the great white throne judgment, but it's inevitable one day you're going to go to God and stand before Him at Calvary. I was forgiven of all in Calvary. Hey, not am I forgiven, I'm justified. But at the great white throne judgment, every man will give an account to God. And like Rita said, the lies won't work there. And uh, it's sad, but i I done it myself. I lived a lie, told lies. So good, it. I guess I even believe in myself, eh? <laughs> but I'm glad, praise God, one day the Lord spoke truth to me and showed me His great truth. And I've tried to abide in the truth ever since April 27, 1988. I get tripped up. I'm just like you. I get, I, I get tangled up. I have troubles. But I'm glad I know what the truth is. Amen. That was a good statement there, Rita. 
and uh, lies the opposite of what? Yeah. And the uh, Bible says no lies are the truth. And the uh, reason I said that is some people will tell a lie enough that they're trying to make it truth. And it says no lie is of the truth. No matter how many times they tell it, no matter how many times they try to make it into truth, it can never be truth. Alright. Anybody else? That's good. Real good, Rita. Anybody else got a comment? Anything? How Miss Donnie read the scriptures this morning. He done a good job. Good job. Anybody that wants to participate in this Sunday school class, I welcome it. I'll be glad to let you do anything you want to do. You can come up here and teach if you want to. And I'll help you. I'll back you up. I know enough Bible. I can back you up. Amen. I was telling Donnie yesterday in the car, we had a long conversation, but when I was at the other church up at Columbia, they had a Sunday school teacher in there that honestly didn't need to be teaching, but man, I just got there. I mean, I haven't even been there you know, a week or so, you know, and, and this guy's up there teaching, and I, I really, I didn't say anything. I told Donnie, I said, I'll leave men the truth. I said, I'm not going to amen when it's not the truth. And he wasn't teaching the truth. But the sad thing was, he drug me into it. And when he said, ain't that right, preacher, that's a big mistake. He, he, he could have done a whole lot better for himself to send, you know, uh, what do you think about that? You know, gave me an opportunity. But when he said, ain't that right, preacher, that put me into it. And I'll tell you right now, I said, no, sir, that's not right. And I gave him scripture for why I said what I said. I ended up being the teacher. I didn't want to be the teacher, but he shouldn't have brought me into that. I had no choice. If he just said, what do you think about that? I could have gave at least an opinion. I mean, mine doesn't have to be superior to his. But when he said, ain't that right, preacher, that made me have to say either amen or me. So I said, no, sir, it's not. It got cold in there quick. I mean, it got quiet. It got real quiet. And I gave him scripture for why I said what I said. And uh, anyway, he was terribly offended by that. But he put me in that predicament. And you don't have to do that. There will be times, like Rita said, you'll have to tell people that's not right. You know better. That's not right. And uh, anyway, you're dismissed. Give you the opportunity there to go to the bathroom, anything you need to do there. <clears throat> Tell them, don't. That thing's still on, Eric. All right, good deal. Well, let me turn mine off.